Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hello and welcome to Intelligent Speech. This is a show where I speak to someone who's out there doing something, doing something of note. Um, On Intelligent Speech, we've had a fair amount of authors on the show, but nobody actually doing fiction. So I thought it was only right and proper that we break that this month. So this month I'm speaking to Kieran Paul Brown, who is a soon-to-be-published author of YT, Young Adult Literature. First off, Kieran, why young adult literature? What's been the big hold? What's been the big draw for you with this genre of writing? Hello, hello, Rushford. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, thank you. So people ask me this a lot, and I find that quite funny because it's like they're surprised. It's like, why you're writing for young adults and children why why and the answer is that I was a young adult I was a child at one point and I remember the thrill that I got from reading at that age when your imagination is just ramped up to the nth degree and when you're reading some book or you could be watching a movie but still you're absolutely sucked and swept into the universe of the story I totally remember how that felt And there's a huge part of me that would absolutely love to give that feeling back to another generation of human beings. So take us back to when you were that young adult, that new human being. What books inspired you? Well, the main one that comes to mind is Matilda by Roald Dahl. So Matilda, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a book about a little girl. She's either five or eight. I forget how old she is. But she's incredibly bright, incredibly bright. But her parents just have no time for her whatsoever. It's actually criminal the way they treat this girl. They treat her as if she's a non-entity, that she doesn't exist. And then she discovers books and reading. And through reading, she encounters a world of wonder that she doesn't get in her real life because her mom sits down and watches game shows all day. Her dad goes out and works and calls her a twit or a bunion or a pipsqueak when he's at home. Her brother ignores her and she loses herself in these books. But then she meets a teacher and this teacher is the one person who believes in her and they form a very close bond. I would say Matilda. I also watched or read loads of superhero books as well, tons upon tons of superhero books. Spider-Man is the main one that kind of comes to mind. And oh my gosh, Tintin as well. Tintin, Asterix, and Obelix. I can explain this stuff if you like, but this is but just what's going on. I, I think the Spider-Man reference is uh, an interesting one because it's called Preter's Web of Chaos, the book. Mm. So is that some oblique Spider-Man reference there? My writing is literally jam-packed full of references. 
It's actually jam-packed. So, yes, that is an oblique Spider-Man reference because there was a Spider-Man comic called Web of Spider-Man. And, yes, this is Preta's Web of Chaos. But if you actually read the book, you will find that there are hundreds of references to things I've either read or seen while growing up. I don't claim to be any kind of expert with young adult literature, but neglect seems to play a large part, i.e., you know, parents are absent, if not physically, definitely emotionally. Do we have a similar setup for Preta in your book? Ish, yes. Here's the thing. It's something that kids usually feel is that adults just don't understand at all. Because if you remember when you were a child, the odds are the adults around you didn't really think you had much of a brain and you were being kind of disregarded all the time. So to one degree or another, kids all around the world kind of feel like adults just don't show them enough respect. So when you write a story that caters to that emotion, you're most likely going to resonate with children. So there is that. But there are elements of this in Preta's Web of Chaos, but I've tried to come at it from a different angle because traditionally in a children or a young adult, the adults will be kind of like antagonistic towards it and the child is kind of like at war with her parents. In Preta's Web of Chaos, her parents don't really believe what's going on with her, but at the same time, they still clearly love her and they're trying to help her even though they think that what she's going through is actually all in her head. And she's very frustrated by it, but it's not like, say, in Matilda, where at the end of Matilda, I mean, spoiler alert, is a 30-year-old book, but at the end of Matilda, her parents just let her get adopted by a teacher and they just don't care in the least. So like, yeah, whatever, you know, yeah, let, let, we'll just go on, we'll do something else. Whereas Preta's parents in Preta's Web of Chaos, I mean, they love this little girl to the death. They would never let anything like that happen. How much of this is autobiographical? I'm always told by writers of fiction that there's a bit of themselves in everything that they write. So how much of you is there in Preta? Here's the thing. I would even say that a writer who's actually not being a hack is actually writing from their heart. I would even say there's a lot of you in everything that you write, but I wouldn't necessarily just say the characters. I'd say like there's the main characters, there's the supporting characters, there's the whole storyline itself. How much of me is actually in Preta? A fair degree, a fair degree. I have actually thought to myself that Preta represents like my light side because Preta from Preta's Web of Chaos, she's been described to me as love in human form. As in, if you took the concept of love and turned that into a person, that is actually Preta. And there are parts of me that are incredibly loving, but I also have a dark side too. But I think Preta is the embodiment of all of the goodness within me. That is what I would say. Kieran, who exactly is Preta? She's eight years old. She's incredibly special, incredibly. She's really bright and intelligent, but she doubts herself. There's a part of her that doesn't really believe that she's as special as she really is. She refuses to give up. She really does. Why are you, as a man, writing about an eight-year-old girl? In my mind, the whole point about 
being a creative person is to create stuff that doesn't exist. And if you can only, as a writer, write about stuff that you directly see in yourself, I'd say your creativity is really stunted. And I think your empathy levels are very low. Roald Dahl wrote about Matilda. He must have been 40, almost 50 at the time. And Matilda was a little girl. And I have seen more than enough little girls in my time. And I've seen the way that they speak and the way that they operate. It's not so much of a shock that I could just imagine what it would be like to be one of them i don't really get that level of thinking at all but don't they always say that writers should write what they know so there's a deep well of personal experience in whatever well, they, they depict well you see here is the thing so i would say that i am writing from what i know because what i think it is is this and this might sound a bit arrogant but it's just the way i feel I have noticed from living my life that my empathy levels are incredibly high and actually way higher than most people. So when I see things in the news or someone's done something, I usually think to myself, oh, yeah, I can see why that person acted that way. That's the truth. So there's some mass shooting or whatnot, and then some kid in God knows where has shut up the school. Now, I've never done that. I never would. But then I read the story and I go, oh, yeah, I can see how two plus two equals four and how somebody would end up in that situation. Or let's say Saddam Hussein's sons. like I, They were like really, really massively sadistic. And I remember reading a little bit about their life with him and then I remember thinking to myself, well, OK, I can see how somebody who grew up with him as a dad would actually end up like that. So I personally think that my empathy level is incredibly high. And then as a result, that's why I'm able to do this. Because here's the thing. Nobody who has actually read Preeta's Web of Chaos or read Preeta's dialogue will ever say or has ever said that that doesn't feel like a little girl. If you read it and you thought that I was a female author, you just go, oh, okay. So Preeta's Web of Chaos, the clip which we started the show with is her stumbling unknowing into this new world where there's bespoke dressed elephant summoning her to, to get a wits about her because she's needed how long did you spend creating this world where you had uh, monocled wearing elephants how long um, did you spend you know constructing these various layers of just the universe before you actually even wrote the narrative it took a very long time a very, 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 very long time. So I would say it took about a year. So for anybody who isn't actually aware, Preeta's Web of Chaos primarily is about adventures that this little girl called Preeta has in a world called Preteria that she has created, that she accesses while she's sleeping in her dreams. Now, Preteria has different kingdoms. So I needed to sit down and plan out each kingdom of Preteria. And I wanted everyone to feel magical and each one to feel really different to the last. So that took a lot of time. And then there was how does Preteria actually work? Like what actually powers Preteria? Who actually lives in Preteria and what abilities do they have and et cetera? And how do they all interact with each other? It was an incredible amount of work. And the funny thing is, this is children slash young adult fiction. 
And the assumption is that it would be less complex than, say, writing for adults. But this is the most complex book I've ever written in my life, easily. This was harder to write than anything else. But to answer your question, though, it took me about a year, literally a year before I ever actually put pen to paper or finger to keyboard. So Game of Thrones is like a one fantasy world of which just about everybody at least has some kind of knowledge of. And we all know that that fundamentally is England. It's an expanded view of England with the seven kingdoms being the Heptarchy, the wall being Hadrian's Wall, etc. Did you draw upon any specific real world or let's say historical analogies for the world that you created? And give us a sense of how it actually works. How does it work if we have English speaking with a Brummy accent elephants? The world in Preta's Web of Chaos, it's more of a spiritual world than a real world world. The world of Preta's Web of Chaos doesn't feel like anything from our world because it's meant to feel otherworldly. It's meant to feel like your greatest adventure or fantasy or literally something that was created by God himself. That's the way it's meant to feel. And that probably sounds incredibly difficult to even try and pull off, and it was. I mean, I was racking my brain for a year to make this as entirely magical as possible. So to answer your question, are there any sort of real world and historical references in Preteria, which is Preter's universe? No, because it's specifically meant to be an energy-based and spiritual realm that sort of transcends the human dimension. That's what it's meant to be. But anyway, here's how it works. Preteria is a star child. And in this book, star children have the ability to create life. So even though she is just a little girl in the real world, on another plane of existence, she has actually created a universe that is inhabited by millions and billions of conscious entities that all love and almost worship her because she's effectively like God. Now, in Preteria, we have a number of different kingdoms. So the first one is the Grand Celestial Palace. The Grand Celestial Palace is like a realm of crystal and ice and even though it looks like it should be really cold it's actually incredibly hot and there's loads of interlocking structures and the whole place is kind of teeming with consciousness and in the middle of the grand celestial palace there's actually a statue of Preta, and that statue of Preta mimics whatever emotion Preta is feeling at any one given time that's one realm. another one is the jungle of strength the jungle of strength has a conscious rainforest that is all aware. Now, if you imagine a giant bull, you have a bull, but the jungle of strength is on the inside of a bull. And in the middle of the jungle is a huge star. And this star powers all of the trees and the foliage, which are on the outer edges of the bull. So you can see light coming from the star in the middle into the trees and then slowly being seeped in through the leaves and then working their way down to the roots. So if you're in the jungle of strength, let's say you're standing on the floor, you look up, you see the giant star, you look forward along the walls, you'll see trees and foliage all the way along the wall because it's like if you continue to walk in one direction, 
you also then start walking along the wall up the top of the ceiling and then back down to where you came from. What you're describing to me, are the different realms kind of spiritual metaphors for journey and struggle? Is fundamentally Preta's web of chaos her journey to a level of enlightenment throughout the book of which metaphorically she grows by physically going through these different kingdoms? Not through the different kingdoms, through trying to protect the kingdoms from an invading force. But yes, essentially, this is about her growth as a being. What do you mm. want Preta to be an avatar for? What is Preta going to show us and reveal to us about ourselves and her domain, Preteria? What do you want your 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old reader to take away from what Preta's going through? Let me give you a little bit more backstory about the story and then I'll answer your question. So in Preta's Web of Chaos, her kingdom is being assaulted by two different fronts. The first is a disease known as the Curse of the Forgotten. And the Curse of the Forgotten causes Preterians to randomly start to disappear on the spot. It starts at a limb and then works its way along their entire body until they faded away into nothing, at which point they then fade from the memory of everyone who ever knew them. So let's say if that happened to you, everybody who knew you would know they lost somebody close to them, but they wouldn't be able to say who that was. And it kind of plays with people's heads. So Preta is in Preteria. And as far as she's concerned, she's just a little girl. And she's got this to deal with. And she has an entire nation of people who are looking up to her, telling her that she actually knows how to solve it. She actually doesn't have a clue. There's that. There's also a dark and foreboding and almost demonic army known as the Shadow Bloodline, which are rampaging through the different habitats of Preteria and effectively just wiping them out of existence. And again, everybody in Preteria is looking to Preta for advice and guidance, and she doesn't know what to do. But she feels a real sense of loyalty, and she feels like it is her duty to look after her kingdom because she is actually connected to Preteria on a non-physical level. And she can feel the deep love that they all have for her. And it really makes her want to do right by them. But she doesn't know what to do because as far as she's concerned, she's just a little girl. Now, throughout the book, she is constantly having making mistakes where protecting Preteria is concerned. But she's always trying to learn from her mistakes. And one example being at the start of the book, she's in a battle and she's terrified and she just completely falls to pieces and she lets everybody down. She lets them all down and they all kind of lose because of her. But then she discovers mindfulness meditation because she's told that if you actually sit down and you breathe and you focus on your breath for like 10 to 15 minutes at a time, that would change the way that you actually relate to your emotions. So you can be in a scary, almost horrific situation, yet not have to crumble to the fear. And she tries it and it works. So the actual answer to your question in this I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Along the roundabout way is that I want the people who are reading the book to realize, ah, well, if things are really tough and really, really difficult, I can actually persevere. I can overcome. Printer's Web of Chaos is essentially a hero's journey. And at the end of the book, she's not even remotely the same person she is at the start. Like, not even remotely. At the start of the book, she's saying, I'm just a little girl. At the end of the book, those words don't even think about coming to a living. Specifically in kind of all works of fiction, diversity is now a really a key part. Tell us how maybe you've included people with different abilities, different ethnic backgrounds, specifically within this world that you've created. And what that also then tells us about the world that we're inhabiting in 2021. It's funny because... For years, I have kind of had a point of making the characters in my stories diverse. I've done it for my whole life. I really have. I remember being 18 and writing a short story about four friends who grew up with each other. And it's like one was black, one was white, one was like ethnically Indian, and the other one was ethnically Japanese. I've done that for a while. Now, Preeta's Web of Chaos, yeah, it has an incredibly diverse cast. So Preeta is a British Indian. There's her parents, they're obviously Indian. There's her school teacher, her favourite school teacher, who is white, Caucasian. Her best friend in the entire world is a mix of black and well, Jamaican and Greek. Now, in Preteria, because Preteria was created by Preta, and because Preta absolutely adores her best friends, all of the Preterians effectively either look Indian or black. There's a very, very mixed, ethnic, diverse group in this story. Oh, yeah, but then you also said what to say about life today. Well, here's the thing. If I had written this 10 years ago, I don't think there'd be a chance of it really being paid attention to. Or if it would, I'd be sitting in front of, I don't know, let's say a Hollywood executive or Netflix executive or somebody from a publisher who would say, where's the effect of, oh, well, you know, we need Preta to have a bit more universal appeal, you know, and we need a name that's relatable. And they'd say all this kind of stuff. And then it wouldn't be Preta's Web of Chaos, it'd be Sally's Web of Chaos or something like that. So the very fact that that isn't happening today or wouldn't happen today it kind of shows how much the world has changed because people are far more accepting of diversity now. Preeta's Web of Chaos, I'm guessing that you've got another two or three tomes within you. Is this just the first of many Preeta books that we can come exactly. to expect? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you'd be absolutely shocked and surprised to see where the story goes as well. She can end up playing for Birmingham City. <laughs> yeah, that would be the biggest shock of all. Well, what I'll say is, is don't rule it out. Don't rule it out. Anything's possible, but, you know, I wouldn't make any promises. So the book is going to be called Preta's Web of Chaos. When can we expect to purchase it from our favourite online bookstores? Preta's Web of Chaos will be released in June of 2021. 
And how are you publishing it? Is it going to be through a publisher or some other devious, clever, modern means, sir? It will be self-published. So to launch Preeta's Web of Chaos, I'm going to be launching a Kickstarter campaign for Preeta's Web of Chaos in order to self-publish the book. Now, there's a few things that I need because I have a promotional strategy which is designed to get the book into the hands of the right people. Now, the long and short of it is this. This book resonates very well with children slash young adults and also women who are spiritual and personal development focused. Now, the growth of this book is largely going to be, let's call it, down to word of mouth. What I need to do is get Preeta's Web of Chaos into the hands of influencers with followings that are either children or young adults or women who are personal development focused and have them read the book, fall in love with it and also evangelize it. But as well as that, I need to pay for web designers, book design, character design, copy editing, printing, PR agency, etc. And I also have a plan as well, because one thing I haven't actually said is that Preeta's Web of Chaos is going to lead into a community called Web of Chaos. Because at the core of this story is a girl who doesn't realize that she's as special as she really is. And throughout the course of the book, she's slowly uncovering the fact that the limiting beliefs she's placed upon herself are actually just a load of rubbish. This is going to lead into a community called Web of Chaos, where people from around the world who are inspired by the core message of the book are going to be learning and growing with each other, from each other, and learning about basically how to navigate life as a human being in sort of 2021. You know, they say that you should be the person that you needed when you were growing up. That's something that people say a lot. And that's what I'm trying to do right here. I remember how it felt. I really, really, really remember how it felt to be walking along and sort of feeling like where life is concerned. Everybody else is in on a joke that you don't get, you know, like what? You don't know the meaning of life or well, we all know the meaning of life. You're silly because you don't know the meaning of life. And then you feel like you're the only person who doesn't actually know the meaning of life. And you feel kind of slightly ostracized and whatnot as a result. And that's something that I really want to change. I mean, today's young people are hit with so many subliminal media messages that they're not good enough, that loads of them are living lives of quiet desperation. I mean, confusion is common. Loneliness is common. Self-hatred is common, even though they all hide it. Bullying is common online and offline. And it's basically the kind of situation that just leads to drug addictions, eating disorders, social anxiety, which was a huge one for me suicidal thoughts and just general depression so through preta's web of chaos and through the web of chaos community which is going to grow from the book this is a way to sort of reverse a lot of the negative programming that young people are receiving whether or not that's from the media or whether or not that's from let's just say like social media and whatnot and actually help them come to terms with who they are and navigate life in 2021. But the thing is this, the best way to inspire somebody, or at least one of the best ways that I've found, is through entertainment, through story. And that's the purpose of the book. Effectively, Preeta's Web of Chaos is a vehicle, it's kind of like a Trojan horse 
to take young people who automatically or ordinarily would have just completely ignored the concept of something like self-help or whatever, and to just Trojan horse these ideas into their brains under the guise of entertainment. So on the one hand, they're absolutely enthralled by the story, but then on the other hand, it's like, whoa, this, what, mindfulness? What? So this little girl, she does mindfulness for 10 minutes and that makes her less scared. Well, sounds, well, okay, let me just give that a try. And then they actually give it a try. And then it does actually help them in some way. But of course, if they just saw a YouTube video about why you should meditate, I mean, they just ignore it. So I don't know if I've gone on a tangent, but I hope I have answered the question. So it's not only one young girl's journey through life, through metaphor, it's also an instrument to give young adults life lessons and coping mechanisms so they can attack 2021 with confidence. Kieran, Paul Brown, thank you for coming on to Intelligent Speech. What's the next thing you want people to do? The next thing I would like people to do is to please donate to the fundraiser, really. So there's going to be a link to the Kickstarter campaign in the description. Please, please, please do donate to that. And also, if you could share it as well, that would help so much. I mean, this is, people say, use the term label of love, but it really is. It's a total label of love. If I had 100 million in the bank, I would still be doing this right now. And the message and the lives that can be touched it's so important, so, so, so very important. So there's that. Also, if you would like to follow me on some form of social media, so you can either do so on Clubhouse, which is at Kieran Paul Brown, K-I-E-R-E-N-P-A-U-L-B-R-O-W-N. I'm also on Instagram, at Kieran Paul Brown, exactly the same. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 